What's up all, Aaron, but not that Aaron here to tell you about Sifpop Writer's Room. For the past several years, there have been a growing amount of writers for Sifpop.com providing best ever challenges, movie reviews, themes, legacies, connections, and so much more. Sifpop Writer's Room is where that all comes together, giving a voice to those words that you read. And on the show, every week is excellent getting to chat such a wide variety of movies with a wide variety of movie lovers, and I'm really having a lot of fun with the show, and I just think that you would too. So check out Sifpop Writer's Room wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you over there. Just remember to knock first. Welcome back, film and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. It is a new month, so that means we are talking about our pop culture pickums for the month of March and what we're excited. We're ready to share that love with you. But before we get into that, we are going to talk about everyone's favorite, the Rotten Tomatoes game. An actual fan favorite. I don't know. Does anyone ever bring this up to you? Because someone the other day asked me, uh, like, what is your strategy when <laughs> making picks? And I didn't know, do you have an actual strategy or are you just wing it? My strategy, honestly, I look at, and I think you may have the same thing going on as well. I look at the past movies as in like, say, is the film a sequel, a prequel? Is it related to an overall franchise? Uh, Director, actor, try to find some kind of common link in the thread. And then I base it off of the films that have come before that, that is connecting all of these together. If there's not a common thread, I try to base it off of a similar film. Um, but once again, normally we can find like, has this director done another movie recently or in the past? Like, for example, is it a Yui Bowl film? It's going to suck in the overall like Rotten Tomatoes. Or is it going to be a David Fincher, Matt Reeves film? It's going to do pretty well. So, you know, there's always something you can kind of hinge it off of. And then I go from there. And from that point, it's all a gut feeling. Yeah, so, so it's a little bit gut. And then I feel like you have to put in context what's happening in the world. And I yeah. feel like uh, not maybe in recent years, one, critics are more apt to praise something stupid or silly than slamming it just because they can admit that something's fun. And then two, with everything happening right now, I figured something like Jackass, which uh, was better received as those movies went on, this one especially would work better because people just want to have fun. Looking at our predictions that we started here in 2021, we're doing the first half of the year. There's some where we're off by a huge ton and there's some that we're getting spot on. Today, we're going to lock in three movies, Death on the Nile, Blacklight, and Marry Me. Up until this point, I have uh, earned two points to your one. Uh, so we're about ready to find out if you can pull even. So Death on the Nile, we're locking that in. We lock it in after two weeks. At 64%, that's what we're locking in the score. I don't think I've ever done this before, but I've got it 100% exact. Oh. 64%. You said 67 so I get the dub. Blacklight, locking in 8%. Uh, I said 31 you said 55 You're off by a whopping 47%. I was off by 23 but I still got it. So I get another point and then uh, marry me. This one, this one surprises me. Uh, we're locking in at 60%. I said 36. 
you said 45, so you get the point. So right now, I got four points. You got two points. Looking ahead, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dog, and Uncharted. We're going to lock those in next week. And we also have the Batman coming out, which we kind of have a sneak peek at reviews so far. And uh, I hate to say it, but you're going to get that. I overshot it. Some of these predictions, I feel like I need to lock that in and then subtract like four or five because it's the review score is going to drop. It's it's rare yeah. it's going to open at 70% with like 45 reviews and then jump into the 80s. It's just not likely. It's funny because you say that about underselling it because that's how I felt about a few of the picks. And like say Blacklight comes out, I'm like, wow, that got trashed. But then Jackass, forever. That's another example. I felt like I went low, um, but tried to be more realistic with it. But it surprises me. Like some of these surprise me. Like Marry Me surprises me. I don't know. Moonfall surprises me just a little bit. I know it got trash reviews, but still surprises me with the consensus. So uh, overall, it's 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 uh, like you said, uh, what we were talking about a few minutes ago. It's more of a gut feeling a lot of times, but I can't wait to guess for Jordan Peele's third directorial film nope i can't wait to guess for that i told you we we have been doing this thing where we are actually avoiding trailers as much as possible for the big releases this year that we want to see i was able to avoid temptation and watch the nope trailer until today and i broke down i've seen i think at this rate two to three screen grabs and that's it uh, very generic. There's nothing to be revealed. It's just character reactions. That's it. I've seen Kiki Palmer, her reacting to something. I've seen a very Texan-looking Stephen Young. I don't know what he's up to, but I'm very curious. And then there's a group shot. There are three people standing together. And don't know what to expect out of those three shots. That's it. I will do my best to stay as uh, ignorant as bliss in that mindset as possible leading up to this film. I hope Kiki's good. I feel like this movie's going to rest on her shoulders. And mm. if she isn't up to it, then this it might not work as well. My intrigue is peak. Actually, it's my most anticipated film of the year. But I got, I got to stay strong or else I'll blow it going into this movie. Um, we are now getting down to the wire with batman coming out you're seeing it in less than it is 24 hours now right this time tomorrow i will be sitting down watching the batman which i predicted uh months and months ago this is going to be the best live action version of the character that we have ever seen Mm. by tomorrow night i will know if that's accurate i have been hearing amazing things about it I guess my big concern going into this movie, it's not the runtime. It's uh, it's whether or not this is going to be too emo in terms of mm. we're going to have a real sad Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, is this going to be too mopey? I hope not. Yeah, I, I'm worried about that, but I'm also, I've got faith that it's not going to be too, too sad, too somber. But like you said, uh, we are... 
we're right there. It's Batman time. Doesn't feel like it, but I'm I'm ready for it. Most, I, mm, I don't think I'm as I'm looking forward to it as much as say Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, especially oh. after that last trailer. Oh, but boy. I'm really pumped for uh, the Batman. It's tough because like Sam Raimi helming an MCU film and for a while they've been touting that as like the first MCU horror film immediately hooked immediately that's all yeah that's all you say that stuff all the time and it doesn't actually happen and by the way Sam Raimi hasn't done a good movie in a long time did you uh actually you know what drag me to hell is awesome yeah I was gonna ask about that because some I was uh, texting with a college friend and he's like hey I just saw this and I thought of you guys he's like what do you think I'm like I've seen it once and I enjoyed it it wasn't great but it was pretty good. Um, when was the last time you watched Dragon Me to Hell? Uh, a couple of years ago. I, but, I've seen that one a, a, a quite a bit. I liked it a lot. Okay. Okay. So that I feel like that's Raimi's last really good movie. I, like I said, I can't call it great, but it was pretty good. I mean, um, he's only done two movies since then, and they were both not good. Actually, he's only done one. It was Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, see, I'm, I didn't even watch that. Yeah, not good. Um, but so I'm curious to see what it's like getting him to be in charge of an MCU film, but I digress. Let's go ahead and dive into the March pop culture pickums. This is where, as I said, a few minutes ago, Drew and I will pick the things we're excited. That's coming out in the month of March, three things. It could be anything pop culture related. It could be a novel. It could be music, movies, a TV show, whatever. We're going to share that love with you, Drew. Let's start with you, and we'll go with your third pick for this month. I got three movies this month. What? What do you, what do you mean, what? what? What do you got? I've got, actually, it's across the board. I've got, uh, do you want me to tell you? I feel like some of it could be a giveaway. Yeah, go ahead. I, They're all a different. TV show. You have there's, a movie. There's a movie, TV show, and an album. You know what? I like doing music, too. It's just hard to talk about. Like, Block Party has a new album. Well, that's April, but... I'm not going to pick it because it's hard to talk about unless you know the artist. Yeah. So I don't know who the art, maybe it is somebody I overlooked. Um, I don't know. I'm curious whenever I get to it, but. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah. if, if it's like someone that I know you like, then it's easier to do, but I, I kind of avoid those and I hate to say it. It's just, there's not much to say. Numero three trifecta of films. It's called X. It's a new horror film written and directed by Ty West who did The House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, and The Sacrament. It comes out March 18th, I think just limited at first. So mm. I don't know if this goes uh, nationwide uh, by the end of the month. Hopefully it does. It's about young filmmakers terrorized after they are caught trying to make an adult film in rural Texas. It stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, and Brittany Snow. I don't know anything about the story. And what you just told me, I could have gone into this movie not even knowing that. I had no idea. I just saw that the the poster of the movie looks cool. With the it could be Jenna Ortega, it could be someone else who's standing there and her legs are crossed in the form of an X facing toward this old ranch house. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, Jenna Ortega, she's in a lot of stuff. She's like a rising star, uh, popping up in a ton of things. So I'm pumped to see that as well. She's like a new Scream Queen. She's in the Babysitter Killer Queen. She was mm. in Scream this year. She's in Studio Six Six Six. So yeah, she's in a 
bunch of horror stuff. She's the Gen Z version of Jamie Lane. Well, let's not <laughs> let's not lose our minds, okay? <laughs> so I also have a film that is my third pick coming out same weekend as well, March eighteenth. Uh, you will recall I talked about this a few pods back when we were talking about our most anticipated films that are coming out for the first half of this year. This film is starring Mark Rylance, and it's called The Outfit. It's a gangster-style story that I've been looking... I've been in kind of a Marty mood for about a month. Marty Scorsese. I've wanted a, a good gangster-like film... But I don't, it's not like I have wanted a Marty type gangster film. I just want one. Just give, give me a good one. Like, you know, when Black Mask came out, I was really anticipating that. And I'm like, I st- I'm still left craving a little bit more. But the synopsis for this film is an expert tailor must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. A lot of cool things going on there. We've got gangsters. I've, I love that trope that's used in films of there's like one night you just got to survive it get past this one night kind of thing uh i've not seen any trailers i've only seen one image and the poster both look awesome count me in i'm gonna be there for this film so that means the batman is not on your list I took the Batman off because of the main reason when we were first texting about this, I'm like, there's no way the Batman won't be on my list. Turns out no way has happened. Because I, well, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be on mine. I, I, here's a reason I took it off for the album because I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, all right, I'm really excited for the Batman, but I'm like, what else outside of what we could talk about for the Batman? What else could I talk about? And so I, I, t- I took it off because I'm like, we'll talk about it regardless. I don't know what this album is. I don't know. I'm curious what you'll say about it. It's my next pick coming up. But what's your number two? It's called Deep Water. It's a new psychological thriller directed by Adrian Lin, who's done a number of movies, including Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, Jacob's Ladder, and Unfaithful. This is actually Lynn's first movie since Unfaithful, which came out in 2002. So it's been a long time. Wow. It stars uh, my favorite Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. It streams March 18th on Hulu and follows a struggling married couple who begin playing deadly mind games against one another. Interesting to me, this was supposed to come out in November 2020. It was delayed two more times before 20th Century Fox removed it entirely from its schedule. I have no idea why. This seems like uh, a good combination of talented people that will make an interesting movie. So I'm, I'm just curious, why has this been shelved for two plus years and what is the final product going to be? <laughs> yeah. I'm also convinced about a year ago, before Benefer version 2.0 came out, we had Ben Affleck dating Ana de Armas. I am convinced that that was just I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I'm convinced that that was some sort of like marketing for this film. They weren't actually together, but they made it seem like they were dating to hype this movie up. The movie got shelved and then they broke up because they weren't really together. There's no point in doing it anymore. <laughs> I love the fact that they were like, we're hanging this up because we can't keep this marketing gig going forever. 
we it gotta, keeps getting delayed. It could, it could be delayed three years. We don't know. It can't go on anymore. That is funny. I never thought of it that way. But when you first brought that up, I'm like, huh, that's not really that out of the ordinary. Like, I could see that happening. Something kind of like uh, the feud between The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel. We all know that's just for marketing. That just no, that be... one seems pretty real. <laughs> <laughs> but why would this is the thing? This is my argument against that. Is why would Vin Diesel want to look like a clown? Which is what The Rock continually does to Vin Diesel. Oh, it's so good. Um, I can't get enough of that. Uh, they'll eventually make up. So, Deep Water that looks interesting because I had no idea. I had forgotten it had been so long that I'd forgotten about this film. And then we get a teaser to it. And it's just the two of them sitting together, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. And I was watching it at work and she starts moaning. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And I started like lowering that volume because I'm like, oh, great. People are going to be like, oh, he's just watching porn on his phone again. Midday at work. <laughs> What he's doing on his lunch break? Ooh. Got his pants down again. So, I'm I'm really curious about this. I'll I'll be watching this movie for sure. I'm worried it's going to be like a Hallmark movie. Oh, it's for sure not going to be a Hallmark movie. I'm worried about that. This is going to be like I'm expecting something along the lines of Gone Girl. Let's hope. But maybe maybe a little steamier. I I think this is going to be a little more sexual. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah we um but I'm, do you I'm, think so we got a little side peen from ben affleck and gone girl do you think right. you think we see dick in this movie i don't think so i doubt it um i think we'll see his butt but not full <laughs> frontal yeah my um as i was saying my number two is an album and i am getting stoked for spring for the temperatures but uh if you've been following us for a while you know that spring also kicks my butt with allergies and i suffer through part of it whenever i'm able to get on my bike and cycle i like to put on some good tunes that it's like um it's good upbeat not club music but this We'll have to see because that's kind of the way it's leaning. It is Kung's Club Azer coming out on March 19th. And it's featuring the songs. Uh, one, this ended up being the single from last summer that was my jam called Never Going Home. Love that song. It was one that I had on repeat nonstop. Um, Kung's released Lipstick a few weeks ago as a single. And this album, I guarantee, will end up being a rager. It's one that I'm going to listen to nonstop on the bike. Um, Kung's known for This Girl. Uh, that album that, uh, that Kung's released layers in 2016. So that was the last full album. It's been a little while, so it's time we get some new music. I'm ready to party on the bike. And I have a feeling last year, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia was my album of the summer. I have a feeling this could be my album 
of the summer for 2022, in which I listen on repeat nonstop while I cycle it out on the streets. So super pumped for this. Yeah, I got nothing to say. <laughs> it's not something I'm into. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm never going to listen to that. Ooh. And we have nothing to say. <laughs> the dangers of picking music. Well, I hope you enjoy that. I don't want to be dismissive. Oh, oh I will. It is not going to be my thing. But yeah, get on that bike, plug your nose up, and, and just jam out and get those legs going. Can't wait. Never going home, baby. Numero one for me, obviously, the Batman. March 4th. In theaters, Rob Pattinson going to be the best live action version of Bruce Wayne slash Batman that we have ever seen. Well, so I I know you're number one. I have to know you're number one. Yeah, you know what it is. Okay. This is the long awaited season three of Atlanta dropping on March 24th. It's been a while since we've seen Paperboy. Um, It has been amazing seeing the growth of Lakeith Stanfield and Brian Tyree Henry. Most importantly, we get to spend time. I love me some Donald Glover playing Earn, Earn Marks. Uh, but, you know, I'm here for Van or Zazie Beats. Yeah. Um, creep. Real creep. I, ca- I cannot, cannot wait for this. Uh, the images... The trailers for this. I mean, it looks so good. Um, now, I want to some... say, I, I haven't finished season two, so try not to say anything. Oh. Isn't the new season set in the UK? Um, yes. And there's... Uh, so, the... I can't... Oh, man. I'm, I'm trying to choose my words wisely because since you haven't finished it, the end of season two is like, whoa, what's uh, what's going to happen? It, I feel like it's setting the tone. But there is, if you see the trailer or the teaser that was released uh, a couple of months ago, and it's the first time that we get the first full look, super weird, super weird. And that's the thing I love about the show is that it embraces almost like I'm going to sound super pompous, but it embraces like this super artsy indie style. And there's something about seeing Paperboy sitting at a table and there are two people facing literally against a wall. And it's him looking straight into the camera and he's wearing a sweater and it says fake. There's something about that sweater I want so bad. (laughs) But it looks just so wacky, and I'm I'm here for him. Um, there is probably the single greatest episode of a show that's come out in the last ten years, and it's the Teddy Perkins episode. Have you seen that? No. Okay, that's don't, in, don't say anything. I will, that's in that's in season two. Um, that is just phenomenal. Like I I'm going through now that's episode six and um, there are some in season two, there are a lot of things that happen and mainly toward once that episode hits for the rest of the season, it's really uh, really unique. And now like thinking about it and looking at the, 
titles for some of these episodes, I want to go back and rewatch this show. Um, there are only 11 episodes in season two and uh, 10 in season one. And right now we're getting 10, as far as I'm aware, 10 in season three. But they did season three and four back to back. The show will end with season four. Um, yeah, this, I just, I can't say enough about this. Donald Glover and his brother, who uh, he's created the show with, they're just, they're on another level. And I don't think we're going to fully understand this show for decades. I feel like this show will be studied years down the road and we won't fully embrace just how amazing it is. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I could rave about this uh, for so long. Each episode is constructed in such a unique way, but I cannot wait for you to get to episode six of season two, Teddy Perkins. So, so incredible. But yeah, that's our picks for the month of March. I think that we're both going to be raving about the Batman uh, so much that we're going to uh, start wearing the Riddler costume around everywhere. <laughs> I hope I pray to God no one shows up dressed like that tomorrow or I'm not sitting down. <laughs> I'm going to be too paranoid that this guy's going to do something nuts. Well, I mean, the look of him just is so wacky and Paul Dano wearing that costume. I wonder, like, what if he slept in that? And I could see him going to the extreme of that. Um, but yeah, I just... Everything about the Batman looks amazing. I've had the same concern as you, like it being a little too like 90s goth style, but I guess we'll see. But that's going to be the next podcast episode where we're gushing about Matt Reeves and of course, Robert Pattinson being our new Bruce Wayne Batman. And until next time, keep watching. Keep watching.